Trailblazers was handed. I want you to personally know that I thank you for your support, whether you like, you comment, or you subscribe. But 90% of y'all ain't even subscribed. That's free. That's how you can show your support. We're trying to get to 500 subs. Once we get to 500, then we can shoot for 1,000. Okay? We're trying to grow the platform. Another thing we're trying to do is we are trying to get this new piece of equipment that would make it easier for us to edit. Let me show you what it is. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of y'all su support, you know, by, you know, liking, commenting. But if you want to show your support by donations, we'll also give you a shout out, promote whatever you got going on. So I'm going to put this QR code up there. Remember, you can pause this video to make it easy for yourself. And I'm going to also have it, um, the link in the bio. So it could be a dollar. It could be five. It could be 10. It could be 20. It could be how much ever you would like. And so, please help us doing that. It'll make it a lot easier on us when it comes to editing. And we would have more consistent content because I'm trying to pay my boys, you know. And I'm trying to make it easier for myself when it comes to editing. So, please help show your support and donations and the, um, the, the success of this platform. And before we start, I also want to have a live panel discussion with a live audience. I want y'all there. I want y'all there. And so uh, I already have a, a therapist lined up and she can talk. Uh, I want an artist, a business owner and an entrepreneur. So if you have any ideas of who would be, you know, a good speaker for this live panel discussion, please drop that name in the comments below. Reach out to me personally on who you think would be great. All right. Remember, like, comment, subscribe. Try to get to 500. Two, if you would like to donate scan that qr code link in the bio and number three send me some good names of people that would be great speakers for our live panel discussion other than that trailblazers back to schedule programming we good we rolling i'm rolling i'm rolling i'm rolling i'm rolling <laughs> trailblazers welcome back i'm your host cut kylates aka k1 and i'm joined by my friends nelson and jack and First off, drop a fire emoji in the chat to help us with the YouTube algorithm, please. Drop a fire emoji. Let's get to 500 subs, please. It'll get to the people that need to hear um, from people like our guest today. So of course. today we are uh, simply Dope we Studios, SDS, baby. <laughs> and we are joined by an entrepreneur, and a motivator, a mirror, a recording artist, a risk taker, and the owner of Simply Dope Studios, Trailblazers. Help me in welcoming. Keenan Serrano hey, to the hey, podcast. Hey. Big love, big love. Thank yes, you for sir. having me. Thank yes, you for coming sir. through. Been waiting for this. Yes. Been waiting for this since episode one, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First off, um, major shout out to all the young entrepreneurs out there, especially the young and black entrepreneurs. Comment below on what y'all are doing out there. Keenan, so give some of those ambitious people some tips about not overthinking before we get started, bro. Tips on not overthinking. You, you've helped me with uh, All right, the process you, of not overthinking a lot. So, uh, hmm, let me just be just do. let me just be blunt. Yeah. If you die tomorrow, then what? Ooh. And this shit is not promised forever. It's Facts. not. It's not promised forever. Life is not promised forever. Facts. You know, um, you have a purpose in this world, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of distractions. And 
you got to just do what you're supposed to do. Like, you know what your purpose is. You know what you need to do to do it. You know, um, you can make up excuses all day. Oh, yes. uh, you can be a perfectionist. But at the end of the day, you know, it's better for something to be done than for it to be perfect. Facts. And, you know, something beautiful. You know, we're at Simply Dope Studios. Yep. So it's only right. Uh, Simply Dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brand, the idea of Simply Dope in general mm-hmm. is just that you are perfect mm-hmm. when you're being authentic. Facts. So as long as you're in your heart and you're being authentic, mm-hmm. you're perfect you're anyway. Yeah. So what's the point of, you know, overthinking and trying to be a perfectionist if you're already perfect Facts. the way you are? So so one of my sayings in Yato is progress over perfection. Of course. Yes. Because there's per, uh, like perfection is, you know, subjective. Right. You know? Right. Right. So, yeah, don't get caught up in that. Don't okay. So. Give me one of your favorite lyrics that you wrote, and I'll give you give you mine. Time, time and money <laughs> is the same now. It's all about how you spend it. That's so true, bro. You, that's that is fire. Twenty four eight. That is time and money. Peace, the same Kobe, now, man. for real. Rest, Rest in peace. peace, Kobe. Man, favorite lyric. Favorite lyric. One that comes to mind off top. Um. That's tough, huh? That's tough. <laughs> One that comes to mind though is they say you can't cope how you celebrate. Ooh, say it again. They say you, you can't, can't cope how you celebrate. Ooh. I think that's uh a major um issue that we have here in the Midwest. Agreed. A lot of people like to disguise things as celebrations when it's really not no celebration. Facts. You hate your yeah. life. You're yeah. not. You're unhappy. Why are you drinking it's your cat's smoking? birthday. You don't need to celebrate. Right. That. Straight up. Or like, you're just like drinking to numb yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to celebrate anything. There's nothing. You're not happy. So what are you celebrating? Facts. Not, you know, you can't cope how you celebrate, you know. So I think that's that's the a lyric that I can think of right now. There's literally so many though. Yeah. There are literally so many. That you have a lot <laughs> if of. I had time. You have a lot of bars, bro. So Shoot. when you were manifesting the life that you're living right now, what were some of those Sheesh. introspective questions you asked yourself, bro? Whew. You know what? Mm-hmm. Is both an answer to this question and the last one. Okay. Another lyric. I said, uh, same song, mm-hmm. blow my high, blow your mind is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I don't do different shit, then I'm going to stay the same. Facts. And that's really just that simple. Um, if you don't do anything different, how is your life going to change? Can't do the same and, thing. You know, if you don't like what's going on in your life, like do something different. Especially it's living simple. in America, you have the chance and opportunities to make something happen. Bro. For real, for real. Like, so I feel like, just doing different stuff. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, the life I'm living right now is, like, crazy. It's sweet. It's mm-hmm. awesome. But this was not the plan. Yeah. <laughs> this was not the plan. Sure, but it's bro. okay. You know, I'm just, like, flowing, making the best out of everything that comes my way. Because what else am I going to exactly, do? Exactly, You bro. know, for You don't make something out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You got to make something Instead out of it. Instead of just sitting there like, dang, I, it's not what I wanted. Yeah, like, one of the biggest things I feel like... Uh, that's been a force in my life and really changed the way that I move Mm -hmm. is the fact that you are never a victim to anything. Mm. You're not a victim to anything outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. If somebody walked up and shot you in the chest, Mm -hmm. you're not a victim Mm -hmm. unless you decide to be. Mm -hmm. 
Because being a victim is just deciding to give your power to something outside of yourself. Facts. That's all that means. What being a victim is literally just you giving your power away mm-hmm. to whatever it is that you think you're a victim to. Mm-hmm. But when you don't give your power away, that means you have the power. Exactly. You're not a victim. You know? Yeah, because like things happen to you, but it doesn't have to be you. So it's like trying to go through the necessary steps of like therapy, trying to like, I don't know, integrate and right. try and like, I don't know, just kind of heal because right. that's all it's what right. it's about right. healing yep because at that point once you're healed you can then like exactly. take the power back because exactly. at that point you were a victim of something that happened yep. but it's like you got to go through the process of healing because that's your job facts now. facts exactly like you just said yeah. like what happens to us we can't control exactly. the only thing we can control is our decision to heal and how we respond to that you like know? if we just we got to decide to heal it's you know if somebody if my leg gets broken mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how it got broken, whether Facts. it got stomped out, mm-hmm. I stepped wrong, mm-hmm. I was playing sports. It doesn't matter how my leg <laughs> yeah. broke. But at the end of the day, it is my decision to heal. It's not just my decision. It's my responsibility Facts. to heal my leg, regardless mm-hmm. of how it happened, who did it, whatever happened. Mm-hmm. It's up to me to heal myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So We're going to talk more about this, yeah, but yeah. we want to know more about Keenan. Yeah, okay, so yeah, Keenan, this podcast is yeah. designed to provide listeners with a, a certain mindset and a specific one and a perspective that will help them get the proper tools in their toolkit, all right? right, right so we right. want to encourage people to jump off the fence and take that yeah. leap of faith, yeah. start their journey and stop overthinking. Uh, so to fully understand how we how you got to this point, we have to ooh. understand where it all started and where like the key moments that led you you know, to this point in your life. So kind of give right. the listeners a background of like of yourself, where you're from and your childhood experience leading kind of up to now. high school, up to high school. Yeah. Just up to high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk, we'll talk more. All right. Word. So basically, you know, like, like they said, I'm Keenan, you know, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I grew up, I was born and raised in North Platte, Nebraska. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> North Platte, Nebraska. Everybody's like, what? Huh? You're from where? <laughs> no, nah, and it's funny because people who know where that is, yeah. they're just like. Of all places. <laughs> they're like, there's black people there? Yeah, yeah, there are. <laughs> I was one. Uh, <laughs> I was that one kid. Uh, but yeah, I grew up uh, there. You know, I played a lot of sports. I played like all the sports, like. Football, mm-hmm. baseball, basketball, track, soccer. Mm-hmm. How did we do track and soccer? I don't know, but we did. <laughs> yeah. We had time to do all that because there ain't nothing going on out there. So, you know, uh, I was the third oldest of four kids living with my mom. Um, I always felt different, and I was. Yeah. I was the one black kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, uh, I always felt different. Uh, and then... My, you know, my dad wasn't really around. He wasn't really in my life like that. I'd see him like every once in a while. By that I mean like maybe every once every couple four, years, yeah. few years. You know what I'm saying? Like he was getting, you know, he was in Omaha doing his thing or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, being a teacher, or whatnot. But uh, he came to my life when I was like ten, mm. and so I started being able to fly out to New York City. Yeah. And that completely changed the trajectory of my life. Like yep. being exposed to New York City at a young age really just like changed everything. It's like a whole different environment you, from yeah. North Platte. That's what for it real, is. For real, for real. Like you're seeing culture, you're seeing people. I'm not the only one. Like going for it. For real. Like I'm not a, the minority. It's, this yeah, is Yeah, but crazy. it's like a melting pot. Right, Everybody. right. Everybody. Like really crazy. Um, so. 
being able to see that and growing up, going there every summer, I'd go once a summer mm-hmm. for like anywhere from two weeks to a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be out there chilling in the Bronx. And that was, uh, That's an it was interesting. Bro. Yeah, it was very interesting going from literally North Platte, Nebraska, mm-hmm. like 20,000 people tops <laughs> <laughs> to New York City, like 20,000 people, 20, people on every block. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like nuts. Now that I think about yeah, that, that's crazy. It, it is very nuts, honestly. And uh, that that was really cool. Um, I remember one summer, you know, my dad was always, he's always been an educator my whole life. Yeah. So, uh, when I would go out there, like, I'd be doing, like, homework. And I'd be like, bro, what the <laughs> hell? Like, bro, what is this? I'm on summer break. The hell am I doing these times tables for? Come on now. Like, what what do they used to call them? Like, the fast minutes or whatever? Like, you no, got to do, yeah, you yeah, know what I'm talking about? Minutes, the math yeah. minutes or whatever. It'd be the like, single digit. Oh, uh, this yeah. is so dumb. <laughs> like, I do them, but, you know, whatever. So uh, I remember he would make me read. Mm-hmm. He'd make me do, like... He was building those fundamentals. Yeah, yeah, for but real, for real. It, I was like, man, this is time. dumb. And I remember, like, it was my sixth grade summer, and I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm out there, and I'm like, I made this rap because I was like, man, this is dumb, you know? <laughs> Do you I'm remember like, it? Yeah, I was like, you want to rap? I said, teachers like vacation because they could catch their sleep. But I don't like vacations because my daddy makes me read. <laughs> got an A in fourth semester reading. Didn't get a D. Ask me why I got a read. Don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> when I show up in sports, the kids think I'm very nice. They like the way I hit them up and I bring it with the spice. Ooh. Made it to state traffic and field. Not once. I did it twice. So if you're going to holler at me, it's going to have to be a price. Ooh. Everybody around the block think they know me so well. They like the way I fight and don't stop till I hear the bell. Ooh. Think I'm a ninja turtle, cowabunga in my shell. <laughs> Strangers know that I'm slick and I don't even need no gel. Ooh, that was the first rap I ever wrote. <laughs> That's hard, bro. I remember I made that and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I showed him. He was like, Ugh. <laughs> and then like, yeah, from there, like. That's where I started anything music was my sixth grade summer. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And I remember I started like writing in my little Blackberry. Yeah, you know, them days, them days, Blackberry. (laughs) You know, I was in there uh, making music, making raps, Mm -hmm. uh, seventh and eighth grade. And, you know, doing sports, messing up my knees. You know, my seventh and eighth grade summer, I was on crutches, I believe. Because I'd messed up one knee after another. In like yeah. soccer, both times. Oh, yeah. So literally, it's like the whole summer I'm on crutches, tr- can't swim, Dang, can't, can't do anything. Even though you know I did get in the water with my crutches, <laughs> my crutches squeaked after that, bro. Don't don't get in the water with your crutches, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like nah, bro. Everybody hears you coming. They already hear you coming. It's like, <laughs> like bro. Nah, that was crazy. But uh, I realized then in middle school that. There is a good chance that sports might not be the thing because you know when you're growing up you kind of think like, oh yeah, NBA, I'm like, I yeah, except facts, NFL, NBA, which is which is you good know? for a young That's kid. Good, you know, but shoot, like, shoot high, yeah. but also like, you also got to get real sometimes. Like, you're when it comes to sports, one injury could mess up everything. Everything, everything bro. can be gone, you know. And so, I actually watched that sixth grade. I was, uh, what's that, like 2009, something? Mm-hmm. So my brother was graduating that year. 
and he did. And my brother Corey, Corey is yeah. probably the best football player I've ever seen in my life. Corey's nasty. Corey, ever I hope in my you're life. watching this because you have ever in my life. He's evolved the game of flag football here in Nebraska. <laughs> I but he swear has had God. too many concussions. Exactly. But he would he would tear everybody he, up. Bro, he was literally Fast. like the best football player I've ever seen in my life, and that's not an understatement. It's not just because he was my brother. Nobody. Like oh literally, my and beyond football player, just athlete in general. He yep. can do he anything. Do like bro. he do everything, anything. And so I'm literally his younger brother. Like, <laughs> man, how the fuck I'm supposed to, you know, <laughs> I'm supposed to be like that. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, I watched him. Yeah, for real, <laughs> for real, exactly. And I'm like fast, so they're like, oh yeah, they're like amping it up like yeah. yeah that's Corey's brother that's serrano's brother bro he's gonna be a beast this or that so now i gotta live up to that yeah. you know which was cool i was with it but uh yeah i was like messing up my legs and stuff and mm. i i think sixth grade he graduated and then he went to the shrine bowl yep. and got horse collared and got his sixth concussion that's crazy. and the doctors didn't release him so uh he went to unk to yep. sit on the bench for like That's a semester crazy. and then, then he, he went ended to up now, right? then he ended up dropping out yeah and um yeah he went to unl and played flag football mm -hmm. after that and In, then intramural champion Literally, like they went to Florida, Florida. Florida? That's where you were. You went, were you? We, we went for COVID, but he went for men's. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he and went for men's, the and they brought back the whole title. He got the MVP of the tournament. Yeah. Like crazy, bro, his like nice, bro. different. Like, <laughs> but like watching him, you know, put all of his time and effort into sports and be so good at it mm -hmm. on that level, and then boom, concussion, and it's just over. Yeah, like. That's crazy. But seeing, like, also, you know, that, that made me think, like, dang, what else should I be doing besides exactly. sports, you know? So I started thinking about that. Not that, you know, I don't know how I feel about necessarily plan Bs because mm -hmm. I don't necessarily believe in that. But, like, uh, you but know, you just thinking, like, realistically sometimes just to, you know, not put all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. I guess that's the best way to say it, so you know. Let's, let's segue into that. Yeah. So, like, if you could travel back to the 18-year-old, Keenan, what would you tell him? Shoot. Whoa. Shoot. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Don't doubt yourself. Ooh. You got that. You got it. I think that's what I would tell myself. A lot of you know, self-doubt, especially when you that. You know, because, like, you know, I saw that in middle school, coming up to middle school, that was cool. Then Corey actually had a baby mm -hmm. my freshman year mm -hmm. of high school. So my life completely changed my freshman year of high school. I moved to Lincoln mm -hmm. and went to Southeast. And Boo! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't even know. I have no idea. I'm like, bro, I don't even know any of the high school, so I'm just happy to be here, yeah, I guess. Actually, oh, I wasn't man. even really that happy because I was like, damn, I really just left all leave. my friends. Yeah, all my friends and have to start over. Like, that was crazy. So, mm -hmm. but it was... It's honestly a very powerful thing, and I feel like everybody should have to go through that sometime yep. in their life because you really start to form a better sense of identity of Facts. who you are because I feel like when it comes to identity, like, you have multiple identities. You have an identity oh, that, you know, you grow up with and, you know, you have, but, like, there's an identity that you find of who you truly are mm -hmm. when you're in a environment that mm -hmm. is very very unfamiliar yeah when you don't know anybody when you don't that's who you, you know really are. your people are not really around mm -hmm. like that's who you really are like and it's uncomfortable you're like, 
the hell? Like, I don't even make the same jokes. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I used like, to make you, my you friends become, joke? You become very you know? timid. Like, For real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're cause like, like, shy. I, you don't want to move the wrong. Yeah. When I was younger, because we moved a lot. Right. So I'm like the quiet kid. But then once I would open up. Right. Jokes, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Then we move. Yeah. Same thing again. Same thing. Because people joke different in different yeah, places. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. For real. This is weird. In fact. But um, what were you certain that you were going to do after high school? Like, did you have any aspirations? Well, you know, my freshman year when I moved here, I knew that, like, you know, all, you realize when you move, mm -hmm. people back home are going to forget about you. Oh. And they're going to move on pretty fast, actually. <laughs> it's a really fast thing. Within that um, week, bro. You know, people who you've been best friends with forever might reach out every five, six months now. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? You're really all alone. So that happened, you know, this girl I used to love. Yeah, I was like, oh, so I'm in love with her. <laughs> like the first girl I like had crush love, on, you know, yeah. my best friend, whatever. Like she had got a new boyfriend, broke my heart. Damn. Like, I'm like, damn. I know. How you know what I'm saying? <laughs> damn. So I'm literally sitting here. I was too late to play football my freshman year. Mm -hmm. We moved like a month into the school year. So not only am I a new kid at the as a freshman, but like I'm a new kid freshman. Mm -hmm. Like we could have got here a month earlier and I would have just been a freshman. Exactly. Nothing. But I'm a new kid freshman. Mm -hmm. So it's literally that much harder. But like that moment happened. I remember and I remember freshman year, I was like, I'm gonna make music. Yeah. I'm gonna rap. Hell That's what yeah, I'm gonna do. Bro. Like I just feel like I don't know. I was like, I didn't know what else to do. So I started rapping, and that's when I started taking it serious. It was my freshman year of high school, 2011. Wow. I remember Hell looking yeah. out the window and everything. It was a movie moment. Yeah, because I could say you... it was raining and all that. It was raining. <laughs> that's no, what your uh, brother told me when, when I started um, playing with him. He's like, oh, yeah, you should talk to my brother. Because my brother made music. He got a whole setup and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, for real? What's his name? Keenan. I was like, okay, bet. Then I didn't come around to it for a while until I, like, facts. I think I just direct messaged you on Facebook. was like, hey, bro, your brother told me that. Facts, facts. Because he told me the same thing. I was like, <laughs> all right, yeah, bet. I'm with it. What y'all want me to do? What y'all yeah. want us to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, hello. If y'all don't come out with the album together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, yeah, so that happened. You know, I was making music all through high school. I ended up getting this internship with this lady I knew from New York. Mm -hmm. I was like one of four kids being an intern. Uh, for this uh, thing called Get Teached, and it's like a documentary about like this uh, path line from school to prison pipeline. Oh yeah, you know. So uh, she was the only I was the only kid she knew in Nebraska. She's from Nebraska, uh, so I'm one of four interns across the United States doing this thing. That's crazy. Man. And they donated some dude from London donated MacBooks. So I literally got oh, a that set you free up. MacBook. And that's, that's when I was like, crazy. oh, so this music thing is what I'm actually supposed to do because this does not happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, I remember getting in the mail like, nah, it's too good to be true, bro. Yeah. Nah, it's too good to be true. This is crazy. A brand new Mac, yeah. bro. That's crazy. <laughs> so I was like, I got to learn to make beats. Yep. Start going hard, making beats. Um, and kind of just like it grew from there. I dropped my first mixtape my, so my senior year mm -hmm. and... Uh, sold my mixtape, five bucks a pop. Oh, hell yeah. Like, made all, you know, recorded all in-house, mixed it all in-house, whatever. Uh, didn't really know what I was doing, but it was just it was, amateur, you know? It was yeah. first first mixtape, you know? People would laugh, joke. First week, I sold 250 mixtapes at my school. That's lit. During lunch. So I made $1,000 off a of rap. Yeah. This shit was crazy. It was, <laughs> it was really crazy. And then it was crazy because I had had expired plates sometime two weeks before then, and, like, I got a ticket. 
First but, ticket I'd ever then, got. Then you paid it off and didn't. First get the, ticket I ever got, right? Yeah. I didn't know you're supposed to go back to the courthouse and be like, I did this. Yeah. You know? So oh, literally, I'm cleaning out my made, car. I remember the moment I threw that away. I was like, mm, well, I got new plates, so <sighs> threw it away. So literally, like, I'm at school. My sister calls me. She's like, No, you have a warrant out. Yeah. I'm like, bro, what do you mean? I'm in fourth period. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm in fourth period. What do you mean? I have a warrant out. What? I'm trying to figure it out. I end up going to the courthouse. Literally, they're like. Your bond will be $100 if you don't have that. This man will take you. Yes. He was ready to arrest me. And I was like, and you know what? At that age, I would have never had $100. But I was selling mixtapes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hip hop saved my life for real. You know, so that happened. That was cool. And like I had a little bit of buzz. And then after high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I did know, though, that I was going to make music. You know, I was going to go hard at it, but it was really a tough thing because my dad's an educator and I knew to make him proud and just like, you know, I was a good student anyway. So I was like, you know, damn, college is that's the next thing to do, you you know, but um, like I remember they I ended up actually speaking for graduation Mm. my senior year. They had auditions or whatever. Were you still at Southeast? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like, let me let me audition, whatever. Literally four of us make it. I get chosen out of the four, whatever. Uh, the other three kids are speech kids. They've been in speech oh, all four damn. years. I'm just some kid that raps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at writing. I'm a writer. My pen game strong, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> like, they chose me to be the final speaker. That's I was like, bruh, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. So, like, but they made me pick, like, so what are you doing next year? Like, you need to pick a major for, like, your college so we can announce you and be like oh studying in the fall you know what i'm saying so i'm like business administration (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know what to say you know they just like you know made me do that so i was like all right cool but you know i knew i was gonna go to college at some point some way then you know i went to college i went to uno and you know it's actually crazy my speech was about taking risks and um Look at where we are. Yeah, maybe. taking risks. It's all about taking risks, you know. But uh, I knew a lot of people who were graduating. They're like, "I'm gonna be a nurse." I'm like, "Bro, you're a terrible person. You would make, <laughs> you would you be the worst everyone. nurse ever to exist. Like, yeah. don't do that just because you want to make good money. Like, bro, like, do that's what a you lot know of people what I'm saying. Do, bro. So, like, yeah, I was just telling them that. Um, then, yeah, I went to UNL in the fall. Went to business administration. Hated it. Completely hated it. I was like, bro, do Didn't my business leave? teachers own businesses? Oh, they don't. Well, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here theory. for real? I'm All like, theory. and then I realized, you know, something that hey, it's probably controversial, but I don't really care. I guess I'm a controversial person. Yeah. But, um, you know, college is just about making money. If it was Facts. about getting educated, well, then it would be structured different. Oh, yeah. It's about making money. It's about getting I that paper so that you can have, that, yeah, 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 networking. That's facts. Networking and then, you know, getting that paper so you can get a better job. Yep. That's what most people are in it for, you know. And I was at a, I was in a situation where I was just like, I don't know, like, what I'm doing here. Like, I had grants and stuff, so it was cool. It's not like I'm, like, spending crazy money or anything. But also, like, I'm living this life. Like, they don't even, they didn't even have the classes I wanted to take. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't even want to be in Nebraska like that. Mm -hmm. But I also was kind of scared to leave, I feel like, almost. So, like, but, like, the UNL experience, like, it's really kind of crazy because if you're not in sports and if you're not 
in a frat, mm-hmm. you do not matter. Yeah. And especially if you're black. Mm-hmm. I lived at home freshman. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, they did matter. not. I literally had classes, people right? ask, like, do you go to school here? Bro, do you think I'm wearing this backpack and longboarding around here every day at 8 a.m.? Do you <laughs> really fun? believe that? I mean, that's kind of cool, but no, <laughs> like, bro, yes, yes, I'm going to school here. Like, the hell? <laughs> What's wrong Sorry, with y'all? Like, like it's really crazy. If like, if you don't do sports, they're like, whoa, how could this black man want a higher education? Like, I was wearing red one day, and they're like, do you, do you track? And I'm like, right. You should have just been like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if I say yes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a four by one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. We'll you be right it. back. We're going to take a break. <laughs> All right. So here at Simply Dope Studios, you know, we make dreams become reality. Um, just getting you to that next step of whatever you're trying to do creatively and, you know, help you because, you know, we're all about self-expression and doing it authentically um, and believing in yourself. So, you know, you can go to simplydopestudios.com, book us for a recording session, uh, photography, visuals. Um, we do videos. We do branding, social media, pretty much anything an artist might need. Uh, we, we offer that. We also do open mic nights. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Come through to an open mic night. We have a great time. It's a true open mic night. Anybody's welcome. You got a talent. You know, you dance, sing, play harmonica, whatever you do. We'd love to have you come through, and uh, yeah. All right, make sure you guys go and tune in, Simply Dope Studios. Make sure you guys book that time. Come to the open mic nights when they're available. It's definitely a creative community. You guys should definitely check it out and be involved, all right? So, Keenan, we've had hella conversations that range from, like, social issues, (laughs) friendships, relationships, conspiracies, creativity, (laughs) entrepreneurship, and a whole bunch more. (laughs) So when did you start, like, kind of, Going down that spiritual path and like trying to like awakening type thing. So like starting to unlearn and starting to teach yourself. So, so like when did you start? Was there like a, an event that happened that kind of like wait, what's going on? Um, I or, think it it stemmed from just being black and from North Platte. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes kids would be acting up. Like I had this whole like perception of myself like I'm a bully or something. Mm-hmm. But when you look back on it, I'm like. I was not a bully. No. I was just reacting to bullies. Yes. And then getting in trouble for it. Yeah, and they're going to look and at you. And that's why like, I looked like the bad kid. Yep. But I wasn't a bad kid. I think you would be mad too if somebody's bullying you. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to act up, oh, you know? Yeah. So like seeing that and seeing the way um it started in elementary, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just knowing that I was different and at a situation actually happened uh I was in fourth grade. I had a girl wrongfully accuse me and this other kid of threatening to take her in the woods and kill her. What? Very intense. Very Very intense, right? Very, Very, like, look, and literally I got into the uh, counselor's office. There's a cop there, which looking back now, I'm like, Like bro, this is illegal. This is illegal. Did y'all call my parent? Like, bro, what? No, there's literally not a resource officer. Like, they pulled in the cop to pull up. And, like, interrogate us. Without a parent? Like, yeah, no parents. A- just, you know, a cop and the counselor. And 
I remember being in there. The kid who came in with me, he don't ever get in trouble. Like, he's a good kid. Hunter, mm-hmm. he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Shout out, Hunter. Shout, Shout out, Hunter. Out Hunter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He never get in trouble. Always got his homework done. Cool <laughs> kid. I don't know. He's one of them kids you pick for your football team. Yep. You, you know, whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, he's balling. He's, you know, he's not used to being in the counselor's office. Me, yeah. on the other hand, I'm always getting in trouble for something. So I'm in there. I'm used to it. But I'm like, yo, this is not on brand. Mm-hmm. It's not on brand. This is not something I would do. Come on now. Yeah. But like the counselor was like, if you told him, if like, if you did it, you need to confess. Like facts. And I'm like, bro, what? Like, I didn't do this. Like, I told you five times I didn't do this. The cop's like, you're lying. I knew you were a liar from the moment you walked in. And then the doubled up with the counselor saying, if you told, if you did it, you need to come clean. You need to tell him. So literally I'm over here. Like this is not right. Like this, this is like, this is authority. This person's supposed to have my back or at least like make me feel safe. Both Mm -hmm. of these people actually. And I'm not feeling safe right now. And I didn't do this thing. Yep. And literally the next week or three, the next week, a you know, they found out the kid that actually did it. I got no apology from the school, no apology from police, no apology, nothing. Just like apology from the girl, which I didn't even care about at that yeah. point because it's like I care less. Right, I don't care if she apologizes. That's cool or whatever. But like, bro, y'all really was saying that I was a criminal. Yeah. At fourth grade, how are you? How old are you in fourth grade? I don't even know. Like fourth nine, grade? ten, nine, ten. Yeah. Like, bro, what you're telling a nine year old? That he's a criminal. Like, why do you want to project so much, like, negativity on my life? Now you're so I'm just like, okay, this is oh, weird. Yeah. Watch it. All right, so go into rap again. All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, when you're into rap, especially at a young age, you're on YouTube and whatnot, mm-hmm. you start seeing videos about Illuminati and whatnot. You now you, Yeah, hole. you go down the rabbit hole, for real. So, like, I'm just, my mind's exposed to, you know, possibilities that, you know, things, secret societies, different things might exist out there, mm-hmm. secret forces, whatnot, you know. And then as I'm uh, growing up, you know, different things happen uh, that are not explained. Uh, and then I remember after high school, actually, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar drops, damn. Damn. Very good, very good. Shout out Kendrick. Shout you know, out. Go out. check out Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't know if, yeah, bro. If you said the album was mid, you probably don't have the capacity to be deep. But that's okay. You know, whatever. We still accept you. Know? you. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. You know, it's 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 a therapeutic album. It's a spiritual experience, for yes. real. And I feel like Dan was the same way. Um, he's talking about a lot of stuff. A lot of people just seen it as bangers and yep, this or that. Like, bro, he Kendrick is talking about know. some really deep stuff right now. Yeah, I know a lot of people can. Uh, you know, y'all not especially we cry together. It. I know there's people like that out there. For real, so for he's real. like relating, and then like, oh wait, because when you're in a relationship, yeah. you don't know when things are yeah. toxic, bro. Yeah, yeah, you Until really you don't. Out, like, you don't. Damn, we was you don't. doing that. Like, wow. We hated no, each is other. Not, it's not normal. <laughs> we hated each other, but we were codependents. So it was <laughs> cool. It was all good. But yeah, no, that dropped. And, you know, he said some stuff in there that was just like, he was talking about Israelites. He was talking about a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then I started, like, you know, looking into Christianity, like mm-hmm. this thing I've been raised to believe in and whatnot. And, like, it started to not necessarily question it, but, like, yeah, like, why didn't I know any of this oh, stuff? The other stuff. Yeah. Why don't we ever talk about this stuff? That's kind of weird. Yep. How it's like we keep getting the same sermon every year. 
<laughs> and it doesn't really like certain stuff like we don't talk about because we want to be able to keep our congregation. Exactly. So I was like, no, nah, this is weird. Like the control of information. That was weird for me, you know. Um, and from there, I actually started researching aliens, which is so odd. I know. It That's is, so but odd, but it's, it's part. Like it's in there, you know. Yeah, you know, like it's it's a it's. It's like religion, aliens. They're right <laughs> next to each other. You know what I'm saying? Have like you gone down key. the rabbit hole, Delson? Of like thinking about he aliens? He said, nah, nah. <laughs> I went down that rabbit hole, bro. I definitely went down I that I know the different hole. kinds of aliens, yeah. where they come from, all that. You know what I'm like, saying? Like talking about the Palladians. For real, yeah, the I'm Nordic like, aliens. Like, I, bro. I was like, damn, I'm really into this. This crazy, oh, for this, real. This this race is like this. And I'm like, wait, yeah, what? Like, what am wait, I talking about? Yeah, for real. For real. Why, it, why is this a thing? <laughs> This couldn't have just been an idea. I don't know. So uh, that happens. Um, so I started looking into some stuff. And right around that same time, you mm-hmm. know, Donald Trump got elected. Ooh. So I'm literally like at church. You're watching the media. You see how, you know, Trump's doing wild stuff. Mm-hmm. And like as a minority or whatever, you know, you feel kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. And you're just like, you know. You want somebody to have your back. It kind of feels like it felt like that moment when I was in fourth grade. Like this authority figure is supposed to make me feel like they're in control or like the right thing is being done and it's not, you know. So uh, it was really weird going to church and like having the pastor say not one word, nothing, nothing, nothing about the stuff that was going on. Just like and just like talking about some family home stuff as if like I don't know, it was just very there was a disconnect mm-hmm. and I was like, nah, bro. I'm not feeling yeah, this. Yeah, I ain't really feeling this. And then like, you know, uh that just made me feel really weird. But it's because, you know, a lot of people who had supported Trump at the time, they were funding the church. What are we talking about? Oh, yes. That's the truth. That's the reason why. So obviously he's not gonna say nothing. But uh at that end of that year, I remember um I had tithed or something mm-hmm. and I got like, you know, the little card in the mail that's oh, like yeah. for your taxes. And I was like, what? this is interesting. And then I started researching it. Then I really, then everything just got cracked open. I'm like, oh yeah, church is a business. All right. Boom. I've never, I didn't know that. Tax free. Oh, I know that. If but you like, got, they, they want you to claim how much you gave. Put it this way. If I have a business, you know, I have a business. Mm-hmm. So if I decide to go to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. and I tithe, those are write-offs. Oh, so I ain't got to pay enough. Those are write-offs. Those are write-off. I donated <laughs> to a non-profit. In-kind donation. You know what I'm saying? So, it, yeah. Yeah, so then Damn. that really rubbed me the wrong way. It made me kind of feel weird, and I was like, all right, cool. And I kind of just, like, kind of distanced. But, you know, I've always believed in God. Um, oh, without a doubt. Believed in, you know, a higher power. You know, um, don't really believe in coincidences. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason, so... You know, time just went on and you went down that. You know, went down that road, and now I'm here. We could talk about now. More. It's even deeper now in the last couple of years because <laughs> it's deep. It's deep. We out here. It's deep out here. <laughs> it's spiritual warfare out here. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're feeling through your wounds. Mm. Make sure you're feeling through your traumas because you can't take them with you the next place you're going. Ooh, so talk that. That's talk. That, that's 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 a that's a you know. Somewhat of a summary of how I how came you, to be down the spiritual yeah. journey, <laughs> and uh, I started having dreads. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta throw that in there. Somebody was expecting me to say that. Okay, Got so um, we were talking about earlier, but could you tell uh, 
our listeners more about Simply Dope Studios. And after that, we can go into depth about like the thought process of like what started it. Because like you were yeah, saying yeah. earlier, you kind of fell into it. Yeah. But we'll talk about the services. But like one thing I really appreciate that you guys do is create an environment where it's intimate. And it's not as frightening as you were just to get on stage at the Birdman type. Right, 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 right. So, like, for your Wednesday uh, open mic shows, explain why you think that is necessary for beginners or even, you know, seasoned artists to perform in, like, settings like that. Um, It's really a beautiful thing, open mic night. Uh, I feel like... So, when we started doing open mic night, it was, like, a way for... Like, we didn't want to throw a show. COVID was still going on. We're mm-hmm. like, are people going to come? Like, it's yeah. a risky thing to throw a show. It's like, true, you might bro. just lose your money, whatever. So, we weren't in it. We hadn't been on stages for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. So, we're like, we need to perform, but not, like, an actual show, exactly. you know? Yeah. So, we... uh One day, I remember Leah was in here. She was singing mm-hmm. on the mic. With the music playing and stuff, and I was like, "We could throw open mic." Yeah, <laughs> like, why don't we do that? Like, because she was talking about how she was wanting to practice more because she has stage fright, this or that. So I'm like, mm. "Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm with that." Um, you know, for me, I don't necessarily got stage fright just because I've you been perf- I've been performing since I was like 15. Mm-hmm. So like, you know. Yeah. I literally was performing Knickerbockers before I got knocked down. Yeah, like that was my out. first performance. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, it is crazy. But uh, I performed at the Red Nine before it got they knocked down. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, it's it's crazy. But uh, yeah, like uh, really just a way. It's a great way for you to work on your stage fright. Mm-hmm. And like, you know. Try out maybe new. work. Like, yeah. Cause like sometimes like you want to try R and B if you've right, been known right, as right. like a, a right, rap right, artist, right, right. you feel really tied to this song and exactly. you want to try it out. Somewhere. And it's like you nobody wants to feel judged, you know what I'm saying? Facts. I feel like open mic night, the environment that we've created here is like a safe space for you to just express yourself. Exactly. Whatever bro. you do, you know. Um, we got like a bunch of different kinds of artists, you know, who come through, but um, it's really a great thing for new artists because a lot of new artists will come in here. They've never performed before. Yeah, bro. And they're like, there's multiple people. This is the first place they performed is at Simply Dope Studios, yeah, know, which is like an honor for real. Is, like, y'all, that's so dope. Like, uh, I love seeing people gain the confidence to be mm-hmm. able to come up here and do their thing that they exactly. love. You know what I'm saying? So it's a beautiful thing having seasoned artists coming through as well. Mm-hmm. I think it also aids in that, you know, you know, seasoned artists coming here, performing, they're just that getting it off, you know, yeah. whatever. And that makes other people feel more comfortable to express exactly. themselves. So it's kind of like a chain reaction, this or that. And um, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, seasoned artists, you know, it's great for them to come through so they can try out different things. Like yeah. you said, like you you might want to try an R&B song today. Or maybe yeah. you want or to you want to actually start putting, you know, some... You want to start working on crowd control okay or like things like that and you need to go to a show to do that and you don't necessarily want to throw a show and that's where i was at i didn't want to necessarily throw a show but Mm -hmm. i do want to connect with people and i feel like our open mic is like small enough and intimate enough that everybody's paying attention yes to whatever any artist is saying like people are not distracted it's too small of a space for you to be not paying attention you know what i'm saying so like everybody is tuned in everybody can really hear the lyrics you're saying because a lot of times on stage you'll be out there spilling your heart and you is spilling your heart bro you are spilling your heart and they're out there like it sounded good but i don't know what you said for real 
or they're like, yeah, go. <laughs> and it's like, that's great too. But like, I was talking about how my grandma died, bro. What the hell? Yeah, Why are you bro. cheering? Why are you cheering, bro? What is wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, it's a great, uh, <laughs> it's a great place for like people actually hearing your lyrics, actually hearing the words you have Facts. to say, feeling your energy, feeling you as a person and like. It's like a living room session. It's really cool. I love it. It's amazing. I like see Leonard here all the time. Leonard's Dave, always come David through, man. Be, Leonard, Leonard, man. Leonard, bro. We could have Shout a whole podcast Leonard, about Leonard, man. I'll call Leonard right now. Make him pull up, yeah. bro. <laughs> Leonard, I love Leonard. Leonard, my cousin. That's crazy. Oh, so Jamar and him. Yeah, he's my cousin. That's what's up. He's bro. married. So, like I was saying, you know, my uh, actual biological grandma, mm-hmm. like her husband is Leonard's uncle. Oh snap! So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he he actually was a big influence on me making music too. Because when I was young, seeing Leonard be going and singing, doing different things, that that inspired me for sure. No, definitely. So, uh, but yeah, he comes through. It's always a vibe. Very supportive crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a great confidence boost, and also just a place where you can find some reassurance and just express yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, not all places are that safe as far as that, you know? You might go perform at a different open mic or a different place, and once again, you spilled your heart out. Yep. And ain't nobody even respond. Cool. That person way back in the back cool, who's, bro. who's drunk, yep. they're yeah. clapping for you, but nobody's in front of the <laughs> stage. And nobody cares about you. They're all having their own conversations. People back there taking shots. Yeah. Like, damn, I was that bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, so... It, yeah, it's really just a place where people can get into performing, and it's a smaller stage. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, a smaller stage where you can just be heard. Yeah. And, you know, it's important to connect with the crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a great place to start because you are connected to the crowd regardless. Exactly. They're right there. You know yep. what I'm saying? They're right there, and they're paying you attention to you. You have crowd. an engaged crowd, so it's like, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for you to work on your crowd control so that when you are at a place that doesn't care about you as much, yep. you can demand the crowd control. Exactly. Because when you got the mic, it's your show. Exactly. You're and people are going to do whatever you say to do. So. Nice. Okay, so yeah. when did you know it was time to start, like, Simply Dope Studios? Like, And did you also work another job while you were building this business? Whew. That's tough. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know so, you talked about when you... You're like, oh, we need to start doing open mics. Like, yeah, did you yeah. have a moment like that when you were like, I need to actually create a, a creative space? Well, the open mics was later down the road. Mm-hmm. So the creative space, we've been, we've had the studio for like since October of 20. Mm-hmm. I had kind of just had a little bit of money in savings. Yep. And um, I just spent it all on getting the space and paying some investing months off. And yeah, yourself. yeah, just, just like investing into. Exactly. Spin it on, get it right back, bro. Like, uh, definitely comes down to like taking risks for real. Bro, for um, real. when I, I mean, even the situation in general, like I was living in New York. Mm-hmm. And so when COVID happened and everything happened, I had some heart issues go on. Oh, damn. And so I had to come back. And that was like, it felt like, a lot of people would see that as like failure, but like, no, I got to live my best life out there, and it's exactly. great. And sometimes you just got seasons mm-hmm. in places. Some people, there's, they might actually reach their success, but they don't realize that their success is a certain season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
like sometimes success isn't promised forever Facts. once you get to success you know yep. so like uh coming back here it felt weird because i felt like i had failed and you know this or that but um you put that pressure on yourself yeah i put the pressure on myself i actually was messing around for a good like seven eight months because I, c- I couldn't do anything with my heart situation i couldn't um do you want to talk more about that? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, something? no, no, no. So, like, I was in New York. I was, like, beginning of COVID. Beginning of COVID, like, it hadn't even... They were still calling it the China virus. They didn't mm. even... You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it was a joke. Honestly, a running joke. Like, don't catch corona. Like, yeah. literally. Now, I'm literally, I'm for real. Literally. <laughs> and literally, like, you know, I remember I did Fashion Week. That was cool. Boom. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I'm, like, at a bar hanging out and... I don't know. I was smoking with people, and yeah. I got strep throat. Oh, shit. And I was like, damn, I ain't never had strep throat. But I was happy because I got paid time off. And I, yeah. for my regular-ass jobs, I was like, dang, they get paid time off? That's crazy. I get a break? Yeah. Like, bro, I've been working two jobs back-to-back, doing everything, like, killing myself mm-hmm. working these jobs. But um, I got a break, a couple, two days breaks, you know, whatever. Strep throat, um, it, it wasn't really that bad. I, it wasn't that serious. So, you know, I'm, like, back at work, whatever. And then a couple weeks later, like, my chest is hurting. And I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was, like, my chest like muscle like or my like back. I thought it was, like, no, I thought it was, it was just uncomfortable. And I thought, like, uh, maybe I was playing with my siblings and, like, moved the wrong way. Or mm-hmm. I picked up one of the kids too quick or, mm-hmm. you know, lifted something random throughout my day. Mm-hmm. And it was just messing up. But then it went on for like three days Damn. chest was hurting and then like i realized one day at work scary. that it was not okay. my chest it's oh. not my back muscle it's not my chest muscle what is this mm-hmm. is, i think it's my heart damn like scary. my heart hurts you know and so i called my dad i'm like what should i do go to urgent care he's like they, they're just gonna send you to the yeah, hospital <laughs> so i was like okay dang all right so i was like dang all right well i'll go to the hospital then i went to the hospital Mount Sinai, 14th Street. Man, I wish I would have done like two seconds of research before I went to that oh hospital because it was not the one to go to. <laughs> For real, like the AC didn't work. It was kind of warm in there. Nah, bro. Nah. Would not suggest Sketch. it. It was old. It was like an old hospital. So they're in there. I remember Meg the Stallion uh, and Uzi. I dropped Eternal to take that day. I remember. Oh, so I'm literally, it's a Friday, bro. I'm like, it's lit, new music. Yeah. I'm listening to this. I'm like, oh, this fire, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm waiting for them to call me into the emergency room yeah. thing. Then they come in. They, like, put the um, they did EKG. Yeah. And then my, uh, I was just like, whatever, you know? And she was like, all right, can you lay back for me? I'm like, sure. And I lay back. And she, like pulls up the side of the thing and like rushes me back into the ICU. I'm like, uh, like Uh, what's going on? on. (laughs) Bro, am I okay? Am I good? You know what I'm saying? They're not saying nothing. There's like nine doctors around me and they're all just like asking me questions. Like you feel fine? Like, I'm like, yeah. I mean like it kind of hurts, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, am I okay? Like, what are y'all, what's going on here, bro? And they're like, just saying how my EKG was abnormal, you know, and you know, come to find out, uh, I need to get an MRI, this or that. So they kept me in there for seven days. 
because that was the next time I could get an MRI was seven, seven days later. Days. And they didn't have the equipment at that hospital. So they kept me in the hospital for seven days. You know how much that cost? I was just going to say, bro. I was like, this is not right, first of all. And then if you leave, it's abandoning treatment. So you get charged for that, too? <sighs> so then your insurance won't pay for it or whatever. <laughs> so it's just crazy. Kind of it's crazy. I it's sick. That Honestly, happening. that's a whole, yeah, y'all can get it. People who know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It is a scam, bro. But no, they had me in there. And second day I'm in there, um, they shut down all the universities. COVID is a real thing. Oh, snap. <laughs> they shut down the Don't universities. I'm like, oh, my God. Don't I am corona. on the cardiac floor, and COVID's a real thing. And it was not a joke. <laughs> no more. And they really shut down the whole country. This must be pretty serious, you know. Oh and I'm like in there, and I remember the nurses talking. They didn't even have a COVID unit at that time. Mm -hmm. They're, like, preparing for it. Which it was really weird because they were also saying simultaneously on the news that all of these people were getting sick and they're all going to the hospital and the hospitals were full and this or that. Like, and I'm literally in the hospital. I'm like, they don't even have a unit for COVID yet. Like yeah. they, they act like they don't have any COVID patients yet, actually. And it's like the reason why it's full is because they're understaffed. Yeah. They're understaffed. They can't take care of all these people. You know what I'm saying? Like they have beds. It's just they're understaffed. But like... uh. Yeah, I was in there for seven days. They found out, um, you know, troponin is this thing releasing your blood when you have a heart injury. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a high level would be like one, mm -hmm. four. Mine was... Don't say seven. Bruh, mine was like 250. What? That's what why that was freaking out. Yeah. So <laughs> I had... Yep. Let's go. Heart damage is what they came back with. Said I had like 15% heart scarring and... And you My heart had wrong. enlarged. They couldn't. They didn't. Seven days. They didn't tell me nothing. I didn't and learn then you nothing. Have a bill. Yeah, and they had. Then I had a bill. I mean, like, I mean, it's uh, it's good that they kept you in there, but it's right. Like, it was like, man, could you, you guys transfer done, me somewhere? I'm already gonna pay for bro, this. Bro, y'all could have literally sent me home. Yeah. What? There's nothing. They were doing anything special for me. They literally were just giving me Tylenol. Which coming back here and talking to the heart doctor here, they're like, why were they, they giving you Tylenol? Oh my god. They were like, you should have been taking ibuprofen. Yep. I was like, no, this is weird. Really weird. <laughs> then fifth day in, I'm like asking, like, did I have COVID? Yeah. They're like, no. Like, they're like, no. Nah. They had told me three times throughout my visit, no. And then the fifth day, I got a thing stuck up my nose. I'm like, how did y'all even? Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know? And then I get my labs back, and there's literally like 30 different results of different tests that they test me for. Mm -hmm. COVID was nowhere to be found on any of my records. So mm -hmm. I almost wonder if I did have COVID, and they were trying to cover it up. Because I'm on the cardiac floor, and you had me on the cardiac floor for five days. Oh, so they had to show up with something. You know what I'm saying? They never tested me for COVID, but they said, whatever. So either way, I'm coming out of the hospital. I got a heart situation. I got scarring, and they have to take it easy. You know, they told me I had, uh, I can do moderate. No, I can't do moderate to strenuous activity. Damn. So I have to be a couch potato. Literally can't speed walk, bro. I was just gonna say you, you know can't what I'm saying? even walk. Like I can't. Like I, I can't live in New York. Basically, is what I came to the conclusion of. Because I'm a speed walk at some point. I'm yeah. gonna longboard. You know, like it just wasn't gonna work. So that's crazy. My doctor had you know suggested I leave New York because it was gonna get crazy. So I was like, all right, and so I left. Left New York and came back here, and you know it was, it was three to six months of you know, whatever, but it ended up being six months. Damn. And I couldn't do nothing for six months. I just like, play Fortnite and 
get fat. <laughs> Bro, thank you for sharing this. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. So, but yeah, I had myocarditis. So y'all have heard you've probably heard that term now, yeah. especially with vaccines and different mm-hmm. things. Um yeah, you've heard <laughs> that for sure. And young men, I had myocarditis and it led to heart damage. That's and so crazy. I remember being on the um hospital bed. I got a notebook in there, I think. I had like my will. I didn't know if I was going to make it out, bro. Bro, that's scary. I didn't know. Like, I was just, like, beating myself up. Like, dang, really been living in New York all this time. I ain't dropped no songs. Like, I haven't even really been doing the thing I really wanted to do. You know what that's I'm saying? Hard, like, bro. I'm thinking about all the things I didn't do. And, like, now I understand when they talk about, like, don't you don't want to end up on your deathbed with regrets. Jeez. And that's what I was with hella regrets. Like, damn, I wish I would have done this. Wish I would have done that. Wish I would have stopped overthinking this and that, you know, so, you know, I ended up, you know, leaving and mm-hmm. making it out of that. And I vowed that I needed to do all these things because mm-hmm. what life ain't promised, you know. Um, so, like, yeah, I came back here. I was messing around for a good amount of time, <laughs> not doing anything. Yeah. But I uh, the thing is, since I had lost both my jobs, I had unemployment. Mm. So it was lit, and that you're entitled to it regardless of what state you live in, because you're entitled to you're entitled uh, yeah. to it. You know what I'm saying? So I got all that and just saved all of it because I didn't even have no expenses. I didn't have nothing, Hell so yeah. I'm just so like you know, invest it. Yeah, exactly. I invested into this or that. Got my money back. Mm-hmm. You know, just built up my money, That's and then crazy. then uh, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm kind of not doing anything right now. Like, dang, I was supposed to do all these things and I'm not doing nothing <laughs> out here. So I was like, dang, you know, I need a space where I can go create. I need a space where I can go do my thing. Mm-hmm. So I found an office space, ended up getting this space October of 20. And uh, yeah, I just kind of built from there. It was kind of just a space for me and my uh, business partner, Leah Rose, mm-hmm. to um, uh, just create and just mm-hmm. just create, yeah, you know. And then, you know, we didn't actually even see this as, like, a business or anything like that until, mm-hmm. like, August of 21. We opened August first or August 6, 2021. That's so crazy. it took that long for us to even, like, you know, get this Did place everything. to look cool yeah. and, like, aesthetically pleasing and, like, you know, have the studio room set up, you know, um, whatnot. So literally it was just us just cooking up in here, cooking up a bunch of dope stuff, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we were like, dang, you know, like, we're not in unemployment no more. Like, we can do something. We we need to do something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, dang, we should just open this up. And so that's what we did. And we, we opened up the studio and it was fire. Just had a few clients that wanted to record this or that and worked with them and did that. Did photo shoots, did whatever, you know, I could. I just decided I was not going to go back to a job that I didn't care about. Exactly, bro. Like, like if it's not aiding in what my life purpose is, mm-hmm. then I'm good on it. Yeah. I was not going to waste any of my time on that. Like, yeah, nah. It's not going to happen. Yeah, nah. So, like, I was just here in, in Simply Dope World. That's what it was the idea is, you know. We didn't want to be in Nebraska, so we had to create our own reality. Mm-hmm. And that's really the truth about all true. creatives and everybody. You know, you create your own reality. You can decide Facts. to hate that you're in Nebraska or you can make the most out of what you have and exactly. just make it your own world. So, you know. Okay. We'll be back to talk about more about Facts. SDS, man. Facts. Just hit it real quick and we'll just go into it. 
This will probably be the last 30 minutes. Because I think we've been talking for hour. Bro, I got you for three hours, bro. <laughs> I got you, bro. I got content. <laughs> I got shit to talk about. <laughs> okay, so like we were um, yeah. talking about Simply Dope World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, especially if like somebody wants to do something similar, what are like three things that person should be aware of before they go down the route of having like a creative space? So like, what are like what are three important things that uh, they should be aware of? You know, I will say this: there's nothing wrong with having another job to fund. Fact. That's why you I know tell there's nothing bro. wrong with that. It's just I am a risk taker. I told you that already. Yep. I do. You know, I do the crazy. I'll, I'm extreme. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I'm gonna figure it out, yeah. you know. So, uh, three things to be aware of: then bills are gonna come every month, oh, yeah. and if you are basing any kind of money and paying your bills on artists, it's tough because yeah. artists aren't creative necessarily every month. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know so what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you need to have some kind of a structure so that you can have money coming in. Have money coming in, and just like you know. Being able to just take care of business. Okay, so that's, that's, so that's one thing that should be definitely aware for of. Sure. Uh, make sure you're in your heart. That's Ooh. number two. Make sure you're in your heart. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, they don't trust their heart, but it's just like, bro, you shouldn't trust your head. Yeah, fast. Because people's head. doubts, people's thoughts, their opinions on you, that's all in your head. Exactly. They don't exist bro. in your heart. No. You your, know what I'm saying? Like Your heart's always, like, no, your brain's always trying to fight what your heart's Right. Saying. Your brain is coming up with a million scenarios of why something is like something... Yep. Your heart is like, I want to do this thing. Yep. And that's it. You know, Crazy. like, no, make sure you're in your heart. Because when you're in your heart, you're probably being authentic. Facts. You know, even if it doesn't seem like it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like, lead with curiosity. Your yeah. Curiosity yeah. With you, you don't need to know the how. You just need to know wh- what you want to do, mm-hmm. what you love, and just go for it, you yeah. know. Like, Place be in your heart. Right, make bro. sure you're being authentic. It's hard for you to do this kind of work. In these kind of things or anything remarkable if you're not in your heart and you're not being authentic because it will fall apart anything that's not authentic if it's built on a, a foundation that's not authentic it's going to fall apart it eventually. Has to. it'll definitely fall apart so one more thing that's the second thing um sheesh third thing don't be afraid to try new things yep don't be afraid to try different things and you know um let go of expectations so much you know what i'm saying because you might have these high expectations and that thing could be stunting your growth like big time an example that i could give you know what is an example shoot i mean an example like you might open a studio and think dang i need to do this many sessions a month for me to be able to pay the rent or this or that or whatever your goal is you know I need to do this many sessions, but reality is it's because you're expecting that you need to do that many sessions to be able to pay rent when, who knows, you could actually do four sessions yep. and then you do this other service on the side yep. or you have some other thing that's going on. Uh, I mean, we started doing the open mic nights. Yep. That helped tremendously, mm-hmm. you know, but we had never really thought about it till it was just like, oh, yeah, oh, we should do, do that, that, you yeah. know? And then they like helped. That helped. You know, um, and there's multiple things that will go together. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Hell yeah. Uh, just be open. Just be open. Leave your expectations open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just flow. Just flow because, you know, 
you're, what you might think is the best success for you mm-hmm. might actually not even be what your highest purpose is, you True. know? Like, you might actually have something that's way better for you out there. And that's the reason why certain things didn't work out or certain things didn't pan out, you know? That boy preaching. So, I mean, even come back and open the studio, this was never the plan. Mm. <laughs> it was never the plan. I was living in New York. I was lit out there, man. <laughs> I was lit, you know? I'm going to brunch, getting lit, you know? <laughs> Bottomless <laughs> mimosas, you know what I'm saying? For real, for real. Like, and then I'm back in Nebraska like, You're like Damn. what am I, how, how did we end up? But you know what? Like, if that had never happened, if my heart stuff had never happened, I know for a fact that there's a at least five artists that would not be making music right now. Facts. You know what I'm saying? There's like at least five artists that would have never performed their first time yet. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, because your risk taking can allow other people to you know also right. benefit from exactly. that too. Exactly. So it's not it's not always about like damn, what am I going to make from this? Or what am I going to benefit off of? But it's like, I'm also going to help myself while helping other people. Right, so exactly. Exactly. It reminds me of this uh, this lyric I made actually right before moving to New York. Because even moving to New York was very, you know, risky. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about that in a second. Yeah. But like, I said, uh, <sighs> what did I say? <laughs> I said, uh, I spoke at graduation and I told him, take a risk. Mm-hmm. Four years later, here I go, I'm jumping off a cliff. Mm. Wings spread in my head, I'm thinking sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Then I realize if I fly, then I won't have to take a dip. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, a lot of people are scared to jump off the cliff, but yeah. like, you gotta know you, you got can't wings. be scared to fly. Yep. You already have wings, bro. Yeah, you got you wings. Learn how to use them. Just spread them. Yep. Spread them and believe that you can fly. Facts. Because you, you can't always just expect the worst. Sink or swim. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, start asking yourself, which I learned this from Russ, you know, mm-hmm. what if everything goes Does, perfect? Yeah. What if everything happens way better than you wanted it to? Yep. You know, and a lot of people don't think about that. They no, think of they the worst case the worst. scenario. But like, what about, what if, what if, what's the best thing that could happen? You know, mm-hmm. what, it, what, it, you know? And how can you apply yourself to right. make that happen? Exactly. But Man. shoot. Okay. Let's talk about life. Let's talk about it. So how does, being a business owner affect your personal life and like social slash dating life? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of dick riders. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Like people think that you can like, I don't know. They think like being friends with you, they can like, I'll get that free. Get, that free session. Yeah. Like, like, bro, I'm providing a service. I'm here. sorry, but uh, no, I do not care. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're my mom. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. My mom. Yeah, a little shout, different. Out mama. shout out mom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but for real, she might have to pay too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she mom, might get the first session free, but mom, like, you told yo, me to get a job yeah, for real so. though. For real. Like, yo, I realize, uh, I don't really know. I think for me, I've always moved in a way that was almost like a business owner before I even had a business. Yeah. Like I was an entrepreneur. I always, I network. I love mm-hmm. networking. I love meeting people. I know that when I go somewhere, if I go to a bar, yeah, it's cool to meet that cute bartender, this or that, but mm-hmm. who's the owner? Yeah. That's the type of person I am. Like yep. I like to know the people who are making this thing happen mm-hmm. in the first place yep. because I'm a person who makes stuff happen. Exactly. So it's good to know the other people who make things happen. And, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, 
yeah, people know about the studio. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting. People I don't even know who are like, yeah, I've been thinking about coming to your open mic. But what? Yeah. Mind you, we only post on social media. We only post, not even on social media. We post on just Instagram, Instagram for real. Yep. Like my Facebook got deleted for whatever reason. The boy but, talk about Corona probably. Mm, <laughs> yeah, whatever they do, they disabled my Facebook. That's crazy, oh, but whatever. So you can't get it back. Like Simply Dope Studios, yeah, was what the original tag was on Instagram, and it was attached to my Facebook. And they disabled. And they it. disabled my Facebook. Didn't tell me why. Didn't tell me nothing. I hadn't Just, even been on Facebook like that. Oh my god. So I thought maybe it would be a conspiracy thing, but I was like, Nah, bro. Yeah. I hadn't even been on here. Like that's crazy. <laughs> I went to check my notifications. It was like error. What do you mean? And they're like, Yeah. Deleted. Facebook has no customer service. No, they nothing. Don't. They don't have nothing. So literally, I just, I literally didn't. I don't know. They deleted the Instagram too. So that's why it's simply the world now. That's crazy. So like, yeah, like <laughs> they they was fucking with you for real, for real. But yo, it was just like whatever was destined to happen was you know I wasn't a victim to that situation. I was just like, all right, well, all guess right, we'll just we make just it rock adjust, on Instagram, yeah. whatever. We adapt. Bro. So you know, but you know, people. I don't know. I don't know how much it really affects it. Mm-hmm. I was already a social butterfly already yes, showing me people. So yeah. it's kind of just another thing. Do you get energy off vibing with people? Is that how you recharge? Or do you yeah, like, do you like to... I need my time alone, I do, too. I do. So. I, like, I like talking to people, though, because I like inspire, inspiring people. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times I'll like sit and have conversations with people, and I'll mm-hmm. be like channeling a message from their angels Facts. or something, you yeah. know, and like... Something they really needed to hear in that mm-hmm. moment, you know, like mm-hmm. take the risk. Yeah, because I'm always that guy. Take it, yeah. do it. You want to do that? Do Just it. Do it, bro. What are you? What's what's holding you? What's stopping you? Oh well, that brain. Oh, that's stopping you. Okay, well here's the solution. Mm-hmm. Now what's stopping you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like get out of your own way for real. Get out of your own. Get out of your head. We got that Russ book signed in there. Oh, got that shine. Coming. Hey, yeah. So when Russ come to Nebraska. Just know, I told him. <laughs> I told him, come somewhere. I was like, Lincoln. He's like, Lincoln or Omaha. I was like, I don't know, bro. Either or, bro. I was like, either we, one, we bro. Just come out here, bro. I don't know. Yeah. Lincoln, the university's there. Yeah. And I ain't going to drive to Omaha. <laughs> yeah. Have a, yeah. Come to the Pinnacle Bank. For real, for Okay, real. what does your morning routine look like? Dang. <laughs> All right, you want the the, you know. Role model one or the Bob, actual one? Authentic. You know? All right. So really, I on an ideal day, mm, there I you like go. to I like you know get up and first thing is taking care of my own energy. Mm. Drink water. Facts. Eat. Essential. Take a shower. Take a bath. Ooh, I I've love. I've been taking baths a lot lately. I just can't and fit, wow, bro. that's the problem, amazing. Bro. Baths are amazing, bro. They if you are. can, bro, oh my gosh, spiritual thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, taking care of myself and pouring my energy into myself mm-hmm. first thing off the rise up because it's so easy to just grab your phone and you're already being drained. Yep, first like, thing, damn, I already gotta, I gotta do that today for real, or like you're getting on your phone and that's been my boom, problem. news headline draining, drama draining, yep. you know what I'm saying somebody's over here talking crap because they're mad that somebody doesn't think they're the hardest rapper in Lincoln. Yeah, or draining. Like Ken, yeah, Kendrick <laughs> album wasn't that good. Kendrick was mid. Draining. <laughs> Come on now. All right, whatever. So, yeah, just like pouring into myself, that's really the routine. There's not really – it could be anything, mm-hmm. uh, you know. 
I need to work out a little bit more. I was on the kick, you know, yeah. I was working out a lot. Yeah. Then I don't know, I got busy and like stopped making time for Bro, it. My but. only problem is I, I do work out a lot. The problem is eating late. Yeah. Because I'd be doing shit throughout the day. Right. And then I'm like, damn, it's nine o'clock. I'm going to eat. Right. But then I go to sleep right right after. Right. That's not good for right. you. Right. Yeah. No, no. So I'm like, damn. Yeah, that is so I got to figure that out. Right, right, right. But yeah, okay. So what does success mean to Keenan? Dang, he come with the deep questions. You know what? Actually, I have an answer for this. I got a quotable for this one. Okay. What is success? I actually have a song called What's Success? When I dropped out oh, of bad. college. When I dropped Damn. out of college, very, very I made timely. a song called What's Success? You know? And, you know, there's a lot of different uh, meanings. But, you know, mm-hmm. today, I've coming. I've been coming to realize that success mm-hmm. is a couple things. It's being consistent throughout all of the inconsistencies. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Being consistent when everything else is not. Facts. You know, I feel like that's part of success. Also, success is like, you know, accepting the things that you can't change and changing the things that you can't accept. Yep. And then learning and growing through that. For real. For real, for real. I like that. So who are the three most influential people in your growth? So people out there can also get inspired by those people or if they're just Leah Rose. Shout out Leah. Shout out Leah Rose. She pushes me to be the greatest that Keenan I could be. be. Yeah, the for greatest Keenan Serrano ever. Without her, like, I don't know. She's amazing. She's an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. She is just amazing friend. Mm-hmm. Just all around amazing. Number for real, one. Like, it's not very often you meet somebody like that who's as driven, passionate, mm-hmm. empathetic, and like also like realistic. Like mm-hmm. she'll check my ass if I need to be checked. A lot of people will just that, be bro. a yes man. In my situation, there's a lot of people who will just be a yes man. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, that's dope. You're doing the dopest thing. Yeah. Where she'll be like, uh, I know you. What, can do wait a minute. What are you? What are you doing? You're not yeah. doing enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or she'll she'll check me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I'd say Leah Rose first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, my homegirl, my homegirl Jenny, mm-hmm. she's been great. Shout she's uh at spiritual shit on Instagram. She's, at spiritual shit, I'll put it up. There's there. like three T's on shit. Oh, okay. Uh, spiritual <laughs> shit, but uh, she's very spiritual, um, very powerful woman, mm-hmm. and she just helped me have more insight on like myself. Yep. And how I be treating myself and she's just how I be mirror, moving, bro. you know, for real. Yeah. Like, she's really dope. appreciate her. She's out in L.A. Um, and I'd say uh, really both my parents, my dad, honestly, both my parents, for yeah, real. Yeah, but my dad, uh, he's definitely shown me what it's like to, you know, you might not have been there, like, you know, he didn't come into my life at first, you know what I'm saying? But, like, what, you know, you might show up to something late, Mm -hmm. but, like, when you are there, be valuable. Oh, You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say, honestly, not just my dad, but just my family overall. Yeah, bro. They really inspire me to, uh, you know, keep you grounded. Some of them are toxic. Some of y'all are toxic as hell. Hey, I want you to know that. that but is hey, very true. You, you guys need, know. But you know what I'm saying? I, I, could, like, be, I could be hey, toxic too sometimes. But they're lessons. Especially I feel like everything, you know, it's lessons. Mm-hmm. There's lessons in every interaction, every experience with everybody. So Facts. 
I, I just take it as lessons, and I've learned a lot of lessons from my family. From so, All right. What are your hobbies and activities outside of artistry? <laughs> what do you like to do for fun, bro? What do you mean? Like longboarding. <laughs> Playboy Cardi. Like Playboy Cardi. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> hey, All I do Cardi. is create. What are we talking about? <laughs> like, if I'm not rapping, you don't, then like, I'm to, you don't like to mixing. longboard? I do like the longboard. At eight I, in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I left my longboard in New York. NYC. Yeah, for my little siblings to play with because I was I couldn't do nothing for six yeah. months. So I was like, huh, you guys are better off having this than me, you know. Damn. So, but hobbies, you know, I really like watching Disney movies. Okay. Something I've been getting on connection with my inner child, like watching a bunch of okay. kids movies. Like, like kids uh, movies are great. I love kids. Kids yeah. are great. Like they just make <laughs> things so much more light, and they're so funny, and Facts. they don't know anything, and it's just yeah. great. Like man, the heart is simple. just pure without it being for real. But I think uh, beyond creating, I like, I really like uh, dancing. Mm. I like to dance. I've actually never seen you dance. I like going to other than your music videos, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like going to like you know shout out Gravity, shout out Gravity. Oh yeah, shout Lounge, out uh, you know Derek? D Love. Yeah, yeah D Love. Yep. Shout out D Love. Um, they got the best music for real, like okay. hip hop music. Is that like, where you were dancing from that one day when I drove on a one way? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly where I was coming from, and I was sweating. I was really in there cutting up, dancing. I'll dance with everybody in the room, too. I feel like we need to make that more yeah, normal. Bro. People be, like, weird about it, like, oh, that person has a that's boyfriend I, or this or that. Yeah. Bro, it's, we are dancing. That's what That's what I like about my Sudanese community. Yeah. Like, everybody's just dancing everybody with everybody. Everybody will dance with everybody. Bro, my dad is is married. Yeah. He dances with yeah. everybody. Yeah. Because they see he's just having fun. Facts. It's a spiritual it's experience like, too. Like, but they don't grind, right? So that's one thing. But it's still like, oh, hey. we're still having fun. Hey, if it's she different was, in other cultures. Hey, if she want to grind, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, tell hey. me, tell me one thing you you didn't like about NYC, and what did you miss about Nebraska when you were there? Um, if you don't have your money together, mm. you're working all the time. Damn. So that was one thing I did not like about NYC. Yeah, it's really trying to keep up. It's really fast paced, so it's mm-hmm. like you can't really miss a day. In Nebraska, you can sit here and not do anything for twenty five days, and then work for six days and pay all yeah, your bills. Good. Yep. <laughs> there, you miss one day, you're like, damn, how am I gonna? How am I gonna? Yeah. Uh, you know, like yeah, it's crazy. So I would say that's the thing I didn't like about NYC. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, shoot, I love that place. <laughs> I gotta say that. But what was one but, thing uh, that you missed about Nebraska? Nebraska. Though, when you were there. Other than I miss family, being able to family. chill. I miss being able to like relax. Just, just relax. And that's sit what my there, dad you know? says when he goes back yeah. to Africa. He's yeah. like, when you're in America, all you do is work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you go home. You relax. I like you to be able life. to like. I liked um, relaing, um, just being around people, bro. Just yeah, true. I don't even know. It's just like it's a different vibe out here. It is. It's, it's just so I like nice. different things. I just like you know being around different vibes, different environments. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was nice to come back here, and it's a little slower. Oh, Actually, yeah. I have time to think. Oh yeah. You know, I was experiencing a lot out there, but. I had a lot of time to like. I started creating the most when I got back here because yeah, I could reflect on my experiences, yeah. you know, and like integrate all those Facts. lessons and stuff like that. Okay, so what are the three things people should know about you that we didn't touch on? Um, 
Ooh. <laughs> That's tough. What did we not touch on? Shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah, what didn't we touch on? There's a lot, though. It could be, like, key. something weird, like, weird talent about yourself. It could um, be anything. I have infinite creativity. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. not like peanut butter and, or something like I that? I love peanut butter, so that's not it. <laughs> I like peanut butter. <laughs> I do. I really do. Uh, I don't like apples and things that are supposed to be savory. That shit pisses me off. Whoa, it pisses you off? It makes me mad. Bro, why did you make jambalaya and put apples in it? Oh, yeah. Okay. What possessed you, bro? <laughs> what possessed you to do this? Oh, you're saying I do not want this food. Putting sweet stuff in <laughs> yeah, savory food. Yeah, what foods? are you doing? So you don't like pineapple and pizza? I do like pineapple. Hey, and pizza. I don't. I don't mind it. At I all. do like pineapple. Do you like pineapple pizza? And pizza? You got to be the right <laughs> sauce, though. True. It can't be like Alfredo no, no, sauce, no, no, bro. No, 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 no. That's no. disgusting. Yeah, you know, no, that's crazy. But, but um, I agree. Apples and jambalaya. Hmm, what kind of fusion? That's shit is crazy. That? I guess that's a thing that you can know about me. That's so random. <laughs> <laughs> so random. Uh, I feel like there's a really good one. Things that people don't know about me. I was about to say I got asthma, but no, that's not a I good one. Eggs. That's not a good one, bro. <laughs> I got asthma, bro. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, really, I don't. I feel like locally, mm-hmm. I feel like locally, a lot of people go out of their way to not say anything about me existing. Whoa. Yeah, I'm taking shots at y'all because I know all y'all know that I'll be out here. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I'll be out here. Um, I'm a very humble guy, but also I'll never hesitate to say what's up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I think you, told, I think you and Kenny, Kenny uh, Buford, Kenny yeah. Bars has always yeah. told me like, bro, you need to like, you can be humble, but you also need to talk your shit. You got to talk your shit. You cannot let people walk all over you. Yep. And you know, there's a lot of rappers. I say rappers because it's usually rappers. Yep. They're like so worried about being the best, this or that. And I don't know, like top fives will go around and nobody will say nothing about yeah, Keenan. Yep. It, it's all good. That's fine. Stay over there. You're right. You don't want to put me in your top yeah. five. <laughs> no one put me in top five and you don't want to rap against me. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's what I'm saying. You guys I'm really, that? okay, there's there's something. Okay. I'm really with it with the pen game. Ooh. Sixth grade. Did you guys remember that rap that sixth he said grade. earlier? That's sixth grade, bro. Sixth grade. What's that? 2009? It's like, it's a lot of years. It's enough <laughs> years that you don't test it. You know what I'm saying? So, He's got the pen. I got the pen game. Uh, I do songwriting. Who's one of your favorite artists? Other than Russ, because we know Russ is. Love Russ. There. Kendrick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Kendrick. What is that off the wall artist that you listen to? Off the wall artist that I listen to. Like we wouldn't expect you to listen to. Like Sam Smith type shit or something. You got something No, there's definitely some artists like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, low key. <laughs> look into your Spotify. Let me go. Let me look. Just just peek. I just found out about let Eric Bellinger. Eric Bellinger's fire. Bro. And his pen game's crazy. He's like, made a lot of hits. He's written a lot of hits. called Goat? Yeah. Fire. Let's see. What do we got here that the, would not be expected? Um, I love Hozier. Okay, okay. And the Lumineers. Like some folk music, bro. I feel that. I like country music. I I, I can't really I, I name can't a specific country, I can't name a specific it's artist. A vibe. But like I like country music. Yeah. I don't you know, a lot of people wouldn't expect me to know. Honestly, like nineties, late nineties, early two thousands country, mm-hmm. like Bro, you play Stop. that. I'm gonna, I'll fuck I'm around and sing that. Yeah. You guys won't even know. You'll be like, how did you? 
bro. Okay. I can I can remember people's uh, lyrics, their song, like after first listen. So that's, that's very interesting. I can't really think of anybody. Bad Bunny. I, Bad <laughs> I don't know Bunny. if that's that crazy though. No, I don't think that's, that's like, that crazy. Not a lot. Of, I know a lot. Not a lot of people Steve other than the, the Latinx community listening yeah. to Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny's colloquial. Blood Orange. I don't know. I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I listen to everything. Yeah. Rapid fire All questions. Right. All right. Let's when go. was the last time you told yourself I love you? Earlier today. Love it. I'm talking about. If magic was real, what spell would you try to learn first? Magic is real, and it's just being as authentic as I can because, you know, mm. the, the flower, what they say? The flower doesn't dream of the bee. The flower just blossoms, and the bee comes. Damn. So, that magic is real. Yeah, everything you say, you, if you say you can do something, you can do it. If you nice. say you can't, you can't. Yep. That's magic. Simple as that. One plus. <laughs> Quick maths. <laughs> <laughs> what artist or band do you always recommend when somebody asks for music recommendations? Other than our top three. The internet. Oh, shit. The internet. You ever heard of the internet? The internet. With like Sid the Kid, Sid, Steve Lacey, Steve, yep. they came to Lincoln one time. Steve, I met is he all the them. One on YouTube, except like, Steve, he, he like blends music together. I don't know, but maybe I don't know. He's plays guitar though. He's yeah. been on Kendrick's albums. He's yep. been a bunch of stuff. But like, yeah, I would say the internet. Okay, okay. So if you had, if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Any, any historical figure. Nipsey. Oh, It'd probably be prolific. Nipsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So gifted. I look up to Nipsey a lot. Same, bro. Nipsey's my guy. Um, rest in peace, the great Nip. Rest in Nip. peace, for real. Well, what is your what's your worst example of procrastination? Oh my god, <laughs> mine is just on what? the phone. Oh my god, what do you when mean? I, when I'm about to like when I know I'm supposed to do something? I distract myself. Yeah, I, I feel like coming up with a bunch of stuff to do that distracts that has me. Has nothing to do. Oh, I'm gonna put this on my to do yeah. list. That has nothing. When I know to do I really need to do something, I'll put it off. Yeah. Like in high school, I broke my foot my sophomore year. It hurt, yeah. but I didn't know I broke it for yeah. a whole year. Did track a whole track season on it, broken. Hell didn't, man. and I was like, why is my foot hurting so bad? But I never cared to go get checked out. Oh procrastination. Don't procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't procrastinate. What is one thing you love about yourself the most? Um, I don't really have a filter, mm -hmm. and I tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Love it. You need some. You need somebody like that. Excuse me. Yeah. What's the worst backhanded compliment you could give someone? This is a tough one. <laughs> Damn. Man, you look, you look good for a black guy. Right or right. <laughs> it could be anything. Yeah, I'd be like, am I telling another artist? Who is it? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you want me to skip that one? Yeah, be okay. like, yeah, bro, I love the beat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, but it's real. That's it. When somebody like, says that to you, yeah, they damn, damn bro, <laughs> damn. Hey, fire beat. Yeah, that bro, beat was fire. Was Knowing damn well you did not produce it too. <laughs> That beat was fire. No, you found that shit on YouTube, bro. <laughs> Couldn't even go to Beat Stars, bro. For real. <laughs> so if it, if you received a million dollars, what would be your big like your big first buy? Buy or investment? That's a real question. 
Let's say investment. I'm an investor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that million dollars getting invested, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. It might go fast. What? Uh, probably going to the studio and yeah. encouraging kids to be authentic. Mm. You know, making yeah. a platform for that. Uh, but if it's just like just buying something. Yeah. I'm not really the type to like buy like material things like mm -hmm. that, but I go on a bunch of trips though. Hell yeah. I'll buy plane tickets every day yep. if I needed to. But I kind of hate traveling all the time. But yeah, if, it's, if I didn't have to pack all the time? Like, see, my thing is though, I would, if I had a million dollars, shoot, I'm going to take this trip and be out there for like three weeks. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like, like, if I don't have anything to do, it's like, yeah, if I don't have anything going on, I'd rather go somewhere and stay there for a while so yeah, i can kind of feel what exactly. it feels like to be there you know what i'm saying exactly. i feel like a lot of people they are like man i need to move away from nebraska but the truth is you just need to go take trips you've yeah. never been anywhere yeah. you didn't you've never been nowhere but colorado bro <laughs> go see the world there's so much more to the world just go see it you don't gotta move just yeah. buy a ticket do a little trip that's yeah, it bro. you know if a movie if a movie was made about your life what genre would it be It'd be like Pursuit of Happiness. So I don't know what genre that yeah. is, but that's what it would that's be. That's a great that's a great genre. Yeah. Inspiring. It'd be inspirational. Yep. Like, dang, what? Yeah. Perseverance. Okay. For real. And last question. Did you enjoy your time on Blazing Trail Podcast? Absolutely. It's a great time. I could go for like two more hours. I know, but we gotta cut it. Y'all telling that. me you gotta cut it. What do you mean? Because it's gonna be a lot of editing. <laughs> it's all good, brother. It's all good, Okay, brother. do you have any questions for us? Um What's the next level for Blazing the Trail? Live panel discussions. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to discover how we could do that this season. Let's do so it. So maybe like episode five. That'd be fire. Yeah, like like have like live discussion, have a couple discussion topics. Where are you gonna do it? Turbine. Okay. Shoot, if you need a spot to do it, otherwise, you know, complete <laughs> those studios. SDS. We here, man. We here. Okay. Do you have anything to promote? Uh, to um, come through. Check out simplydopestudios.com. Uh, once again, you know the studio. We here for all artists everywhere. It doesn't matter what your genre, what you do. We're just here to motivate you to take it to the next level, whatever that is for you. Mm -hmm. Um, this place is the home of the new renaissance. So, like Ooh. anybody who's really important and really, you know tapped in with this local community and yeah. this this culture and movement that we have going on here mm -hmm. you'll make time to make it you know facts to an open mic or make it to the studio because it's really what it is all the best artists should be together in one room bouncing off each other you know yeah. knowing 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 each other because a lot of people be beefing with each other because they don't know each other exactly so, like i just heard about this person. for real like apply yourself guys. yeah yeah oh also you know check out simplydopeusa.com you know getting ready to have the summer collection drop so mm. you know that's a big deal people who know simply dope it's been around since like 2015 and uh, minute, i ain't got it out you know like <laughs> i said is, yeah procrastination so <laughs> don't procrastinate you know what i'm saying that's so authentic. yeah yeah that's yeah authentic, check bro. it out though so last little segment for you yeah. please give our listeners a peace of mind give them some advice <clears throat> anything related you know, I probably already said it, but you know, just take a risk. Take a risk. Yeah. Take a risk and do what you love. Um, a lot of people think selling your soul is 
signing a million dollar deal or mm. something, bro. Selling your soul is doing stuff that you don't want to do and don't yeah. believe in to Facts. make money or do this. Like money will never be the reason you do or don't do something. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the excuse, be. you know, like it's your drive, your willingness to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So take a risk and, uh, Go easy on yourself. Ooh. Clap up your wins, you know. Be nice to yourself. You can't be your own opposition. Um, and stay authentic. Stay in your heart. Believe in yourself because yeah. you're doubting yourself a lot more than everybody else is. Facts. So. That's true. But thank you for coming on the show, Keenan. I appreciate it, man. So I'd like to thank y'all for listening to Blazing Trail Podcast. Remember to leave a five-star review. Do it. Subscribe to our channel. Leave a comment below on what you learned about our friend Keenan. Make sure to follow us on Blazing Trail Podcast on Instagram. Shout out to KZUM 89.3 FM radio station. And don't be so hard on yourself like our homie said. Make sure to take action on your trail. It's either one day or day one. Okay? You choose, as always, Trailblazers. Start with yourself, because you are the one. You are the one. So make it happen. Facts, facts.